Welcome to La Quarantena. This is a Fine Fine Whatever production. I am Laura Fine, here with Yoni Fine. Hi. Hi. So this is episode five. Uh, We realized maybe we should. It's April 4th. Is that right? Yeah. 4th, uh, 2020. Uh, It occurred to us that maybe we should actually mark the date for these conversations because of this very strange period of time. So April 4th, 2020. Our um, our nine-year-old turns 10 next month mm-hmm. and um he asked me today what the date was because he wanted to know if it was close enough to start talking about his birthday because we made a rule a long time ago oh, where yeah. he's not allowed to talk about his birthday unless it's a month within a month because otherwise it would just be everything all the time yeah so what <laughs> but it was I really mean, sad <laughs> yeah what's that conversation I mean, he started talking he was thinking about themes you know uh-huh. and oh. what he wanted to do oh. and he, you know he's imagining it being some sort of zoom thing and is he yeah okay. he knows but i was like you know because he was thinking what about a pokemon theme and i was like that's cool but you know we're not gonna like buy a bunch of pokemon plates and i'll go do all that stuff you know he's like yeah but we could like make some stuff and i don't know okay so um for the entrepreneurs out there that have uh 
the ability to do things like develop apps or whatever. I did uh, realize because I was thinking about this birthday party that um, somebody who has the capacity needs to develop some sort of web service that's like Zoom that creates birthday parties because there's a lot of kids that are having birthday parties in quarantine and please make some sort of two-hour thing that has games that all the kids can play at the same time. I think the technology exists. We can probably figure it out. But can, if you like made a thing, I'll pay you a hundred bucks so that my kid can have a party. So you have one month. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are things. I don't know. I'm sure we. I'm just saying. I think that actual like product could exist. Yeah. This is not really the point of our podcast, but um. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I play a song, and then we talk about what's happening. And what's uh, happening now is the reality of. Uh, I mean, we've known for a long time. A lot of people well, having birthdays here. Yeah. But so your song made me feel tension and maybe I was already feeling tension, but it feels like there's some really beautiful buildup that feels um, anxious in my chest when I'm listening to it. Yeah, me too. I don't know. And I feel a little, I feel similar to something I was playing on, I think the first episode, I think, but um. It's just still what what was coming out because there's still anxiety. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's something I've been reading people talking about. This is the slow apocalypse. Yeah. There's something about being stuck in a space of not being able to do anything and experiencing an extreme amount of anxiety while also being asked to do nothing that is uh counter to whatever your system wants to do when there's a crisis your crisis wants to your crisis your system wants to do something be active yeah when it feels like this and instead to be told to go slow and do very little it's an extreme act of self-regulation constantly and i can't keep doing it (laughs) um you know when you are driving on ice and if you skid you're supposed to steer into the skid Oh, uh-huh. You know, yeah. And like the impulse when you're learning to drive is always to skier out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're skidding to the left, you like spin your wheel to the right, but that's the worst thing to do. Right. This is like lean in. So lean into it and go with it for a little bit. This and then you might make it out the other side safely. May- maybe. <laughs> I mean, this, it's like a. Depends how long the skid is and what's in front of you. We're babies and the youngest in particular, or the oldest didn't sleep very well at all for years. We were very tired. Um, and I had a mom friend uh, who had a similar baby. And the two of us sort of like hunkered in, whereas everyone else was sort of sleep training. And we just couldn't, we didn't do it. And we, she was like, lean into the wind. <laughs> and, um, and that was sort of the strategy I went with. And it sort of felt like a poor choice because once I chose it, it like didn't, nothing got better for a long time. <laughs> so the faith that That's it was true. the right choice to make felt like well this was stupid but um (laughs) that's where i am now (laughs) um but i don't know like everything sort of feels like this like suspension of everything and sort of hoping it's gonna go okay um there's a lot of like I've been thinking about things like uh, dissonance um, around sort of, we're not meant to go this long without 
touching people or like being around people. And I actually think it's messing with me more than uh, I'm consciously aware of. And I'm sure it's messing with other people more than they're aware of. Um, I've talked about this, trying to do therapy with folks without being able to sit with them and feel them. But I've seen this sort of conversation in a lot of contexts around doing Zoom meetings and stuff. And like, why is that more exhausting than actually going to your office and actually sitting with people and all of the things required to go to work? And there's some interesting psychology explanations for it. Um, The one that I keep sort of coming back to is this experience of, okay, I'm going to jump back a minute. So you get um, carsick, if you get carsick, um, because your eyes and your vestibular sense don't match. You do understand that, right? Um, And to the best of my understanding, basically... Your brain thinks that if what you're seeing and what your inner ear is feeling don't match, that you've ingested poison and you're tripping. (laughs) And so it wants to make you throw up so that you can get the poison out of your system. That's why you get nauseous, right? It's amazing. amazing. This must be what you need. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) if this doesn't match, you're on drugs and you need to throw up, right? Um, And that's the best explanation I sort of have for understanding why it's so exhausting to, like, my eyes are telling me I'm with someone but my body is saying i'm not right um and yeah that tweet you can um we should let me pull up that tweet um you sent this to me the other day it's from john piero petrilieri g petrilieri (laughs) Um, how excited are you to get to speak a little italian (laughs) (laughs) um i've spoke to an old therapist friend today and finally understood why everyone's so exhausted when the video after the video calls it's the plausible deniability of each other's absence our minds tricked into the idea of being together when our bodies feel we're not dissonance is exhausting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so that seeing that with the kids you know like they were first so excited about some of the zoom calls and you know but then sometimes they're like no i don't want to do that you know yeah so but there's dissonance all over the place because in part there's that experience of i see you and i like i'm with you but i'm also not with you and that's confusing it makes my system feel confused but there's also this like hey it's chill we're playing video games and we're watching movies and this is relaxing and i just did a baking project but also there's a crisis happening that doesn't feel right you know um and also I don't know I mean I feel like I said this last week when we recorded too like I keep going back and forth between feeling a little bit sick and feeling fine and I'm sure many people are having something kind of like this it's allergy season and also this is stressful and I'm exhausted and also who knows maybe I'm a little sick but but like feeling extra cautious because I have a sore throat and so I don't touch anyone in my family because I'm too anxious right um that's confusing and then also the like weeks that we've gone without casual touch like with yeah you were saying today you just missed hugging your friends yes I miss hugging my friends you don't even like really identify as a big hugger no I don't I actually don't like being touched very much but like Um, I definitely don't like being touched by like in casual contact, but I definitely miss hugging my friends, um, a lot. Uh, 
our kids miss touching like things in the world oh my god (laughs) (laughs) they just i mean one of them is six but like you know he just picks things up and puts them in his mouth still occasionally and i'm like you've got to stop doing that (laughs) but like i think he misses the freedom to not have to worry that every slight thing might suddenly get him infected with a deadly virus you know park that has this lake and we were walking around the lake today and Walking by the playgrounds that are all have yellow caution tape all around them. The mm-hmm. Swings are all tied up, and I did this walk with both kids today. It was interesting because they they need time apart because they are driving each other crazy a little bit, but they're doing okay. But we, so I took one of them, took this walk around the lake, and then went back and around sunset took the other one around the lake. It was very connecting, actually. It was really good, but. It was also just kind of sad because it was weird and there weren't mm-hmm. a lot of people and mm-hmm. the slide, the swings were all taped up with yellow yes. caution tape and, you know. Well, I'm that's part of the dissonance too. There's something very confusing about this being spring and still staying inside, you know? Like, I think as animal beings, we sort of hibernate a little in the winter, but now's when we get more energized and we want to go out and be out in public and be more social and it feels really unnatural to stay inside and not move it just feels i mean fundamentally i've I've said this to a lot of my clients in the last couple weeks around when you're going through a crisis your system wants to move and being forced to be still during a crisis is actually sort of the building blocks for storing something as trauma um we have to move and feel like we're doing something about it in order for our systems to process Mm. um so there's something very wrong about sitting still Mm -hmm. when you know there's something wrong that's why those stories of the thing that Laura and I are not fans of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, really, because no. the concept behind that show is like God. too traumatic and terrifying. No. Like that situation, you know, or that's in a lot of shows and sadly in life, too, of just being trapped. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Sorry. No, it's okay. But yeah, like the idea of being trapped and not. Or, you know, slavery in general, no. by definition. Not. Nope. <laughs> um. But I will say that for a lot of, um, it seems like for a lot of teenagers, I mean, they're freaked out by just how weird everything is and now not going back to school. But at least so far, you know, two, three, three weeks in, a lot of them do feel like this is, like the kids who for whom school is a nightmare, you know, having all this time to just be at home and like, you know, be nocturnal and all these things. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are feeling pretty good right now. I wonder, you know, if it, how that, what's going to happen throughout the month of April. But Well, there's some interesting opportunity, for sure, in suddenly so many structures uh, suddenly coming down. You know, yeah. like, there's a cool opportunity for some flexibility for some things that oh, yeah. we've needed to do differently for a long time. And because the structures are so entrenched, right, uh, the flexibility that could help some people doesn't ever happen, right? And suddenly you knock everything down and there's an opportunity to see some really cool 
different things happen, right? Like you've been talking about kids getting excited by (laughs) the fact that uh, activities in school are for the purpose of learning and not just for a grade and things like that. That's the last I wanted to talk about that. It was really interesting talking to a lot of my newspaper editors um, who work on the school paper and and, um, just hearing them talk about how kids are responding to this and they're asking about school and how because at our school the way it's going to work is that their grades can't go down so we're going to assign a couple assignments a week and the kids can do them or not but either way their their grades can't go down from where they were at the end of third quarter and so that's throwing a lot of students and a lot of teachers for a loop who are like wait but grades you know like grades (laughs) grades my grades are important like i need to repair them and our, our messaging that i'm really grateful for that we're getting from um our principal and um is about let's just make sure that the focus is on learning. We actually just, you know, grades are not the most important thing right now in everybody's life. Um, and we have an opportunity to still provide some learning experiences. So let's do the ones that might really, and the best we can remotely to prepare them for their next year of whatever they're doing. And so, you know, it's always good for a teacher to think about, wait, what's the actual, why, why am I assigning this assignment, right? What am I actually wanting them to learn? But then the kids were saying, you know, as they were realizing this new reality they said like well i guess we don't really have to do any of the work but we kind of want to because i, I don't know i kind of like i guess learning like i was hearing the kids put this together like <laughs> because it's better than just like not doing anything and i do still need to learn stuff and so i guess really the only assignments i'll do are going to be for ones that i want to like learn something and that's going to be the payoff not like the grade really <laughs> like okay <laughs> like it was this amazing you know, complete paradigm shift about, but it's the way that a lot of these kids who are just really grade motivated tend to think about things to, you know, the more fundamental thing that I think everyone would agree with in theory, but the way it is in practice in schools is, you know, the grades are the only thing that matters. Well, and that's a great example of some of the ways in which the tearing down of the system yeah, so yeah. suddenly right? but like and it brings it back to its very fundamental basics you know yeah. which is like this is the point of this is to learn right everyone's like oh right yeah like there's some very interesting things of suddenly tearing down what doesn't matter and getting to the essence of a lot of things of yeah. what's actually the point right now and I mean I feel that in most of my interactions on a day-to-day basis right now like what's my point with my kids right now what's my point with you what's my point on this day in a very present way um and a lot of the stuff that like long-term things that i just can't think about right now because everything's on hold yeah um so i guess i don't care if they're playing too many video games today because right now my goal is for them to be safe and happy today and they seem pretty happy Yes. Uh, yes. They do seem pretty happy. Um today. And there's this tension underneath all of it at the same time. See you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us today. (laughs) Oh, titles. Oh, titles. Totally forgot.
you say? Mm, talked about tension. Uh, what did we talk about? <laughs> hmm. I really should have kept our list going. Uh. Um. We'll figure it out. We'll put it in we a comment. We talked about on. dissonance. We talked about... Dissonance and Tension are terrible song titles. No, they are. <laughs> but as themes. Uh, we talked about... <laughs> your body thinking that you're on drugs. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. This can't be right. Something like that. That could be a good one. Mm-hmm. Got anything else? hugging my friends just wanted to say that recorded that song today and we talked about putting it on here but then I wasn't sure if we were going to we forgot we should have teased it at the beginning that there's going to be Laura singing at the end if you no because if we teased it at the beginning then people would expect it and then we wouldn't have the chance to back out (laughs) 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 and I still was undecided well there's a song that Laura really loves called ride this out by imaginary cities by imaginary cities Uh uh-huh and yeah i think she sings it really well so we we recorded it because we were like hey we have microphones Uh uh-huh that was a fun way to spend like an hour this afternoon it was really fun that was fun so let's see if you guys don't want to hear it then say stop listening now (laughs) (laughs) raise your hand I don't see any hands raised. Just turn, don't listen. Yeah. But if you want to hear Laura's singing debut. Oh my God. So like I haven't oh. sung. No, but really like I haven't sung for an audience since I was in high school. Yep. We're bringing everything back down to his roots, like you said. And at your core, you're a singer. <laughs> There's a song by Sylvanesso, um, and it says the the book wants to go back to being a tree is yeah. that i'm not saying the line right but um that idea i've been thinking about of everything going back to its roots anyway anyway we sang a song i sang a song if you want to listen to it you can shut up okay whatever bye <laughs> great bye just another one of those nights i needed staying up late 
one more time to piece it all together now all together now i'm gonna write this out breaking my back trying to defeat it nobody can read in me but i'm depleted all together now all together now